the last fight on our coverage from this weekend, Michaela Mayer, dominant decision against Jennifer Hahn. You know, I don't know if it's, Jennifer Hahn's not young, but Jennifer Hahn, for whatever reason, it just seems like people have a really hard time getting her out of there. I don't know what that's all about. If it's something with her her camp, her gym, I don't know what it is, but it seems like every time she fights somebody, they're, they're not able to deal with her. Like, And when I say deal with her, I'm saying get her out of there. I went back and just revisited just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. She's never been stopped. She's never even come close to being stopped. She's been hurt, significantly hurt. She was significantly hurt against Mayer. And she's been hurt. She was hurt against Taylor. She was hurt against, I think, Seats hurt her a little bit. She's been hurt before, but never to the point of, okay, this needs to be stopped type beatdown. Uh, arguably, I don't know what it is. She's like the toughest female fighter I think I've ever seen in the current crop of women. Not all time, but in the current crop of women. She's arguably the toughest I've ever seen. And I don't know where that where that came from if again if it's her gym her camp her diet what it is whatever it is i think we should try to understand where that's coming from so that we can use it for more of the women fighters today we should learn from her i'd love to see her become a trainer because she is up there in age now and she's been through wars i would like to see her become a trainer she's coming off two losses now with the loss to mayor it wasn't close with mayor it wasn't really close with Taylor. Um, I think if I were advising her, I'd say, let's hang it up. I really would like to see her become a trainer of some kind because whatever it is that she's got, I think she can lend value to other fighters uh, to help them in durability, if nothing else. Han was trying. She was trying and she landed some shots. She was really trying hard, but Han's never had power. She has one knockout in her career. She's never had power. So I don't think, I think the one thing is she's never able to get people to respect her because she doesn't have the power to keep them honest. She has decent skill, but not enough skill with the upper level, the upper echelon. So it's kind of like she's stuck in this middle ground and then her age makes it worse because it's harder for her. And then the more damage she takes, right? If she fights these young lion women, it's harder as you get older. You're taking more damage, you're taking more shots which is why I'm advocating she really should consider retiring at this stage. And I don't want her to leave the business because I think she can contribute strongly to the business with whatever it is that she's doing that keeps her durability at the level that it's at because it's underrated. I think she's the most durable female fighter in the current crop of women fighters. I honestly believe this. And I'm not sure what that is, but I'm impressed by it. And I'm giving her respect for it. And I'm giving her respect for at least going in there as a warrior and trying. She tries her ass off every single time. She tries her ass off. She's never she's never just half-assing it. She goes and she actively tries. It's like Sebastian Formella, man bun. Same thing. Tries hard as much as they can. They're, they're warriors at spirit, but they just can't seem to, they don't have the power to keep the opponent honest, and they just can't seem to pull it out on the big stage. But they have something to contribute to the business because there are traits that they have that they could lend to other fighters on the way up. So kudos to Michaela Mayer. The one thing I would say there that frustrates me on Mayer, and it's not a ding against her, just I said in the preview that 
She's always dominant in her wins and her skill is underrated, but it seems like she has a challenge getting them out of there. So it's like always a master class of some kind, and that's okay. But when you're this at this level of the career, I think to send a statement that, yes, this is somebody that needs to be showcased on that stage, just like with Clarissa Shields, not being able to get them out of there, I think puts you in a lesser spotlight. So then it feels like you're manufactured, which isn't fair. So I don't know. I know she tried to get Han out of there. She made a comment after the fight that she feels like this is the reason or the justification for three-minute rounds, which it's always been this debate of do you have three-minute rounds for the women? And then there's this notion that the women can't go to three because they're women. I would argue, in my opinion, the women can easily go three-minute rounds, especially now because the level of competition isn't anywhere near what it was in the heyday of women's boxing. You know, with the Layla Ali's of the world, you know, Anne's and every, there's no, there's no comparison in quality of competition from then to now. So I believe that, yes, you could do three-minute rounds. I think that the women now could easily deal with it. I think it would be advantageous for most of them. I do think that you would see a lot of them wash out because many of them can't even do the two without getting blitzed and dominated as we just recently saw uh, with Serrano and the opponents that she's been fighting. So I'm I'm an advocate for the three-minute rounds across the board. Let's keep it fair. Maybe you only go eight rounds, right? But you do the three because it's kind of the best middle ground. That way you're not going the full 36. Toy with it. Try 24 minutes. See what that looks like. And as long as they're able to deal with it, then maybe you go to 10 rounds. Or maybe you do eight rounds for the non-big fights, you know, the regular, the get-back fights and the stay-busy fights. You do eight rounds just to keep the busy, keep some rounds in the books. Big-name fights, like say if you get Shields in there, you do 10 rounds or possibly 12 if they're able to do it. Like Shields has really good stamina, so she could probably pull 12 easy at three-minute rounds. Maybe certain fights you do the 12 or the 10, but the vast majority you do the eight just to get people comfortable with the notion of doing it. I think the reason most don't want the three-minute rounds is they suspect it'd be boring. They suspect that it's not going to be entertaining. I would argue if you just saw Shane Mosley Jr. against Gabe Rosado essentially stink the freaking joint out, okay, are you willing to watch that for three-minute rounds, but you're not willing to watch the women? Yes, Clarissa Shields would stink the joint out. We know that's, <laughs> that's going to happen, but... If she's in there against somebody like Marshall who's going to walk her down, maybe Marshall's able to make it exciting. My point is that the fear of a boring fight is going to happen regardless. It's going to happen regardless of gender. That's not the point. So let's try it. I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that. I don't know that it would have made a difference for Mayer to get a knockout here for it to have been a three-minute you know, set of rounds. I don't know that that would have made a difference because it seems like Jennifer Hahn is just able to she just she stays she stays standing. I don't know what it is, and she's durable, tough, durable, but just can't she can't pull it out when it really matters. Anyhow, Michaela Mayer, kudos to her for a really good win, possibly setting the stage to get in there against. And she's fighting at super featherweight, and then of course Katie Taylor is at lightweight. So I don't know that those that fight's ever going to happen. But if it does happen, I think that would be an interesting fight to potentially have against two two of the best uh, in that in that set of divisions. I don't know if it ever could, but maybe that's a potential fight because I think it's a big money fight, especially if you have it overseas because although Mayer fights predominantly in the United States, 
I think with Katie Taylor being an international star as she is, you could make a case that that's a big fight to have if they chose to have that fight. I don't know that I would put Mayer in there against hardly anybody else at this stage because it's not like Mayer's been taking soft touches. She's taken solid, durable fighters, quality fighters, but I think now is about the right time to have her take that next step up against a really big name so that we can see what, what her level is. And again, she's not getting any younger. So I, I want to see more uh, challenge for Mayer so that we can really put it to the test and see where she's at. And if it turns out that she's not, you know, going to get that shot because of whatever politics or whatnot, you know, then we can still enjoy her fights because she never, she never disappoints in the performance. But right now is the key time to reignite women's boxing if we can. I think the one thing we lack is we don't really have knockout artists at in, in the women's, any of the women's division with the exception maybe of Savannah Marshall. Everybody else is they're able to get some good performances out of there, like Amanda Serrano, right? Amanda Serrano has solid performances. She gets knockouts, but she only really gets knockouts against kind of like the, the B and the C level. Like Serrano couldn't even get rid of Heather Hardy. That's not a ding against Heather Hardy. My point is, is that Heather Hardy is older. Heather Hardy is not a young feather, and she has been largely damaged over time. She went to MMA. She was getting, she got wrecked in MMA and then she's been boxing forever in a day. And yet Serrano couldn't get her out of there by knockout. Uh, camera couldn't get her out by knockout. So to me, it's not a thing against Hardy. I'm simply saying that I think Serrano has been largely presented as this great knockout artist, but it's only against the C level or lower B level that she's able to do that. She's not been able to do it at the upper levels. Uh, so I I think we've, again, I think we're on the cusp of something with women's fighting. I don't know what that cusp is, uh, but I think it feels like we're on something. It feels like we got something going. It just, it, I think women division, all of them, the the lightweights, the middleweights, I think just it's, it's a dearth, a lack of talent. There's a lack of talented ones. There's only like five or six really, truly standout ones. And then everybody else is kind of either strong potential or, you know, they just seem to expose people and they shouldn't like with Persone, Persone being able to expose Katie Taylor the way she did. That's not saying Persone was a terrible fighter, but Persone had never really fought anybody of any note other than Melissa St. Ville. Melissa St. Ville was not a terrible fighter. She's kind of like that Darnell Boone where certain fighters she just gives a hard time to. That's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like there's just something there, but there's no true standout fighter. Go down the list. Michaela Mayer stands out in the way she's able to dominate on the cards, but she's not she's not getting him out of there. Savannah Marshall is a knockout beast, but she hasn't really stepped up to a significant degree. She's fought good fighters, but not to a significant degree. And people argue that the boxing skill may be lacking slightly. Clarissa Shields has excellent boxing fundamentals, but she has really no power. Michaela, uh, excuse me, uh, Katie Taylor, she has extremely strong boxing fundamentals, doesn't really have the power to keep people honest, recently exposed against Persone. Do you see them? Like, it just feels like everybody's got a little bit of something here and there, and there's nobody that just kind of wraps it all up in a nice bow. And nobody's kind of come up from the lesser ranks 
and showcase that, yeah, they're, this is somebody that we need to keep an eye on because we expect they're going to be something someday. The other thing I would call out is that most of them are older, the women. And so by the time they do get to a stage, a top stage where you're seen at a world level, they're already in their mid thirties. Like think of Cecilia Brakus, right? Cecilia Brakus, she's in her forties now. Okay. And she just fought last year, Jessa McCaskill. She fought in 2020 McCaskill. And then she fought in 2021. She's in her forties. That means she was already fighting at this top level in her late thirties. McCaskill up to that point was undefeated. But you know, the thing is, it's like, geez, it's not their fault. I'm saying it's not their fault. It's, it takes them so long to get on the world stage where they're seen by the world that by the time they're seen by the world, they're already on the decline. I'm not talking in terms of skill. I'm talking just age and wear and tear on the body. They're already on the decline. If you don't believe me, let me put it in perspective for you. Ann Mathis, I, I'm, I briefly mentioned her before. Ann Mathis is arguably to me, in my opinion, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. She is and has been one of the best overall boxers in women's division, period, point blank. One of the toughest, one of the most durable, just skill-wise, one of the best overall fighters in the women's division, bar none, for years. Ann Mathis debuted in 1995, okay? Ann Mathis was one of Cecilia Brakus' opponents in 2012. So I want you to wrap this in your head here. We're talking about a completely different era of women's boxing in Ann Mathis. Ann Mathis was there. There were, there were times when Ann Mathis was believed to be unstoppable. Nobody thought that anything could, anybody could touch her. And then she went through a lot of serious personal issues and she then left the business. But the point is nobody thought she was touchable. This, she was untouchable and what she was doing, but she was a different era of women's boxing. And in order to add credibility to the current crop, they brought her back to fight the likes of Holly Holm. And I take nothing from Holly Holm. She's one of my favorites. I predicted she was going to beat Ronda Rousey beforehand. And I can prove it. I got receipts. And nobody believed me. She fights Holly Holm two times. Beats Holly Holm the first time. Loses in the rematch. But <laughs> again... She, she debuted in 1995, fights Holly Holm in 2011, and beats Holly Holm, the current crop. And Holly Holm's not young. But at the time, it's unthinkable that somebody from a different era can do this. You don't see that too often. This told me just the women were not getting the exposure they needed. They're not getting the platform they needed so that they get the experience necessary. And the truth is, there's not as many women fighters that are on that same level as, you know, the, the previous generation. That was proof that her beating Holly Holm proved to me the current era of women's fighters just are nowhere close to the previous. They're good, but up to a point. And then they don't, they can't take it to that left, that, that next. So when she fights Brakus and Brakus beat her, but Brakus had, Brakus didn't have an easy night on that night. I'm saying I, I get frustrated. Break his beater easy this, the next time. I'm talking the first time. I'm saying that for me, I, I struggle. I really struggle with the current women's fighters, not because of them, but because 
I'm seeing a decline in how they're being presented. They're not getting the main stage. And because they're not getting the main stage frequently enough, and arguably even Shields, Shields is probably the only one that's getting it. And Marshall to a lesser degree, but really Shields is the only one that's getting that true platform. They're not getting the platform at the time that they're truly in their primes. Because of that, by the time they do get the platform, they're already on somewhat of a decline. Clarissa Shields being the only exception. I, I get frustrated on that and I want to see a change. And I don't know what that change looks like. I don't know when we'll get it. I don't know if we'll get it. I don't know what it will take. Because it seems like when Don King, he hasn't left the business, but when Don King lost power to be able to control the, the business, we, for whatever reason, moved away from spotlighting these fighters. Some of them are not even televised. Like, it's crazy. So I'm, I know that's a rant, and I'm not taking away from Michaela Mayer's performance in any way. If anything, I'm celebrating her performance, and I'm wishing that she had gotten a platform, a better platform than she did, so that she could get more fights, so that she could have some of these top names in the ring during their true primes so that we don't have this this penny ante dance that we're doing right now with all these with all these women. So anyhow, Michaela Mayer, kudos to her for getting it done. Respect to Jennifer Hahn for her chin and just durability. I don't know where we go next with any of these, um, but I do think that there's something here if we can make it work and we can stop playing games with these people's careers. <laughs> um, I don't know what, I don't know where we go next, but I'll watch, I will continue to watch it and hope that we get back to the early days, the glory days of this, of this version of boxing.